Greetings, and welcome to a special edition of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they dig in and talk about video games and the gaming industry. In this special episode, Google hates Paul and makes him a robot, and we discuss the gaming highlights of 2015. So buckle up, Buttercup. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Cart Podcast. Uh, Today's episode is a little bit different. We're going to be talking about the uh, games of 2015 that we most enjoyed and the games we just played in 2015 that we really enjoyed. With the exception of Fallout 4. Everybody knows we already enjoyed that. I am Paul of What's Fall Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, man? Hey, it's going pretty good, man. Uh, yeah, Fallout 4, it's, I don't think we need to say is on this list, because we all know it's on this list. We've already done a special about it. We're going to do a second special with Tadpog about it. I think we can safely say that we really fucking enjoyed it. Yeah. So, we decided, since it's the end of the year, why not take a look back at you know, 2015 and, and say like what games that came out this year were, were good because both of us really like retro gaming and we really like, we kind of go and snag budget games on whims sometimes would also be good to talk about just games that we just not really discovered in 2015, but some sometimes discovered in 2015 that were just fun to play that we hadn't actually played before. And we should have given a shot when they originally came out. Absolutely. Steam sales happen a lot of times, so we, oh, yeah. we kind of just pick up games on a whim. I, I have this nice, healthy collection of 200 sitting in my Steam library. Yeah, I've I've got an enormous Steam library as well because Steam sales. Yes, mostly. Like, They're so cheap, people. Come on. Like, I think I did really good this past Steam sale and only bought nine games. I only bought nine. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to make you feel a little silly. I, I, I bought one game and it wasn't even for me. <laughs> My friend Chandra uh, bought me a couple of games, uh, Duke Nukem Forever and, uh, gosh, what was the other one? Um, Dark Souls, Prepare to Die Edition. So I bought her and her compens, uh Shovel Knight, which is actually one of my games that I picked for this particular list. I almost bought you Honey Pop, but I decided to be nice and not do it. I appreciate that. Actually, um, Chandra's playing it and showed me little videos of it where she was uh, doing naughty things with anime girls, and I was very uncomfortable with the entire experience. Well, you have said on a previous episode that if I bought it for you, you would do a Let's Play of it. God, I did, didn't I? Fuck. So it's looming. Like, it will happen oh, one day. God, don't do that to me. If it's, if it's under $2, you're in trouble. Yeah. If it's under two dollars, I may buy it myself just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't want that appearing on my credit card statement. <laughs> I can, I can understand that. It's just, it's if you haven't played it, it's just a funny little like match three game, basically that involves it, porn noises whenever you do a good combo. <laughs> like it, it's, it's match three hentai. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's a dating simulator that uses match three instead of. Uh, any actual dating simulations yeah. yeah that's 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 how well your date goes like you ask them out on a date and then you play a match three game and that's how how good the date goes it's pretty fun okay instead of talking about hence the porn 
Why don't we actually delve into the meat of this list? All right, cool. So what is the first game on your list? Like, not necessarily ranking. Yeah, know, just, just the first one that I picked out that popped into my head immediately was Guild of Engineering. Okay. If you if you haven't played that, uh, listeners, it is a an interesting. It, it's a dungeon crawler with an interesting twist. Instead of directly controlling the character that you're dungeon crawling with, you are building the dungeon around him. You put the dungeon squares together. You also put uh, monsters and uh, treasure in each dungeon room, and then you have your character go and and experience a a card battle. Essentially, you slap your card down. They slap their card down, and the the magic happens and Whoever wins, wins. It's a really interesting game. I highly recommend it. I put up a review of it on YouTube if you want to go check it out. I was about to say, didn't you do a, a quick little review slash playthrough? Not really full playthrough, but just a partial playthrough not terribly long ago? Uh, yeah, it, uh, about two weeks ago was the first YouTube video I put up in over a month and a half. I've been pretty dormant lately with YouTube, uh, mostly because Fallout 4. Um but yeah, it's about a 15-minute video. Check it out. It gives you a pretty comprehensive review of what Guild of Dungeoning is all about. Yeah, sounds fun. What about you? What's your first on the list? Uh, first on my list is actually a bizarre one that I have not fully played yet, uh, just because it is an episodic game. Okay. Uh, but ha- have you seen... It's kind of an adventure game. It's called Life is Strange. I've seen Life is Strange, and I haven't played it. Tell us about it. It is a really cool game. So it's it's basically it's kind of like a Telltale style adventure game, uh, except you. I mean, well, you do have control in the Telltale games too. But yeah, you you like search around, you do stuff, and it basically revolves around this mystery in in a like a small town, and I think it's in Washington State, like in the middle of nowhere. Okay, um, and you play the role of this girl who's. Uh, I think trying to get into college and she's a photographer and you find out at one point that you have this crazy ability to rewind time so and puts a version of modern era kind of. But so, so the idea is that like you can rewind time to save people or to, so you can basically change the events that happen in the game. So, okay. so like think about like telltale's walking dead but you could you can rewind and pick another choice and you can pick that choice over and over again and figure out like see which of the options you want to go with okay but then once you pick that it's locked in and that's that's your right. choice but you can instead of having that quick like reflex okay i have yeah. to pick one of these choices cuz i have 30 seconds to decide it, okay. it you can actually like rewind and, and overdo things, but it's kind of interesting. Like this girl disappears and you're like, you just moved back into town and you're trying to get reacquainted at this high school. And like, it's, it's a, it's a big crazy story and it's, it's very like high school drama indie movie thing, but it's, okay. it's actually a really good game. It, it had a really, really neat environment. I think I only played the first two episodes of it, but I, I kind of, wanted to wait for it to all come out so I could just blow through them all. all. There's five episodes, I think, and they're each, you know, an hour or two long. Sure. Sure. It's it's like you, like you'd want to wait for the walking dead to come out the full season before you play it. Exactly. I get you. I get you. But yeah, that one was fun. And it's so, and it was published by Sega, which makes it even weirder. Like it's, it's, it's like a little French studio, I think that did it, but like it has a big publisher behind it, which is, It's a very interesting game. I, I highly, again, highly recommend it just because sure. it's very different than what's coming out 
you know, for the most part. Nice, nice. Uh, my next one would probably be, and it's it's going to be a, a complete change from that one. Dark Souls Two: Scholar of the First Sin. Um, it's I, I, if you haven't heard of Dark Souls Two, just just freaking Google it. It's it's an amazing exercise in both frustration and reward. <laughs> it is it is one of the most difficult games I have ever played, but also one of the most rewarding because once you surmount that challenge, beat that boss, you are just riding high on the best euphoria of your life. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy the hell out of it, and I'm probably going to go back and play Dark Souls One. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard really really good things about Dark Souls Two. Um, if if you if you've ever watched, there's a, a gaming show on YouTube called. Uh, extra credits i haven't seen that one um it's really cool it's a couple of guys who are actually like you know hardcore in the game industry like one of them's a designer and i think the other one does voice acting and some there's you know they're actually like super involved in things um but they do like just like little six minute youtube videos talking about like mechanical things in games but they do want about uh how Dark Souls lets you adjust the difficult or Dark Souls 2 allows you to adjust the difficulty of the game inside of the game through its yep. game mechanics as opposed to having to stop and go to a menu and like turn it down from normal to easy or you know basically you don't have to admit defeat which you know you but you have to uh like you know you can manipulate the system within the system to make it as easy or as difficult as you want it to be yeah the, the way to do that is at each boss and at key points within the game, you have what's known as summon signs. Uh, you can either summon the NPCs that are scattered around the area, which are extremely helpful, but kind of stupid. Or you can summon other players who have put their soap sign, soapstone sign down and allow you to summon them, Much make, which make boss fights much more easy. I had a section where I was facing off against a rather large dragon for the end of one of the uh, DLC content, and I summoned... I, I did this boss for six hours. Could not beat him. I had to summon five people. Well, there were five of us total. I summoned the, the two NPCs, two other people, and, my, and I had myself in there. And finally, we were able to take him down. Nice. It was like a freaking rate. It was like a freaking <laughs> instant wow. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that he mentioned was um, there are basically three different types of weapons, and there's like a, a close-up melee weapon, which is the hardest to use. Uh, there's a and then there's like an intermediate weapon, and then there's ranged weapons, which are easier to fight bosses with. And it, it, so it's like you can adjust your difficulty in two different ways. One is using NPCs and other players, and then the other one is the type of weapon you use and the type of combat you engage in. Yeah, I was more of a dodge guy, and I used the the close range melee weapon and a shield. Yeah. So yeah, of course I picked the hardest way to go because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, what's next for you? Uh, next for me is kind of a, a curveball, and I know you like this game also, or at least you've been playing it a lot. Uh, okay. Heroes of the Storm. I do like Hots quite a bit. Yeah, and you are not a MOBA guy, which is kind of funny. Like That's why well, I, I think it's interesting that you like it, because I think that's the appeal of the game, is it takes out the crazy item management, micromanagement of the game, and it's just you just play. I am on my own terms. And, and those terms being that I can play against just NPCs. I don't have to play against other players. That's totally fair. Totally fair. And surprisingly enough, I didn't even put that on my list. I should have, but I didn't. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where it's like, 
I feel like you've been hearing about it forever. Like, you know, here's yeah. the storm. It feels like it's been out for a year or two and it hasn't it's, it, it no, released it's, this it's, year. Yeah. Officially. It's been in beta for a while, but sure. But that's Blizzard games in general. They're always in beta for a long time. Almost. Like Hearthstone. Yeah. Yeah. Also a good game. Uh didn't make my list either. But I, I don't think I would have put it on my list because I don't play it as much. Yeah, I've I stopped playing it uh as much a while back. I want to play it so I can get those hundred matches so I can get the card mount. <laughs> nice. That's literally the only reason I want to play it. No. I just like it as a little boredom game. Like it's a little boredom puzzle game. You can yep. 10, 15 minute matches as you Let's as you stated out. in our yeah, poop game. A yep, it's a pooping game. A to- toilet game. It's definitely a pooping game. <laughs> All right, so here's the storm. It's two thumbs up on there. Uh, yeah. So, what's up with your next one? My next one is one of my favorite games that I've ever played. On and that is that is no joke. It is one of my favorites. It's one of those um, simulator games. If you're if you're familiar with the genre, it's like Surgeon Simulator, stuff like that. Talk to that at least catch. If you haven't played it, it is hilariously fun and very short. It only I took it. I think I put up my uh, full YouTube playthrough in about four hours. It is just really entertaining. Uh, long story short, you are an octopus that has fallen in love with a human and had children with her somehow, but you have to continue the ruse that you're a human. And somehow you fool this woman for several years, long enough to have children, and need to continue to fool her with the, the chef that was on the boat that you met the woman on you have to fool him as well, and he's not fooled. It's it's a very entertaining game. I know I, it was a convoluted explanation, but just play it. It's fun. And it's cheap, too. Well, you don't want to spoil it. No, not much. Yeah, well, when you like a game that much, you definitely don't want to spoil it. I really don't want to spoil the ending for others, but if you don't want to play it, go go watch the video. It's only like four hours a day. I mean, you can watch it in increments. Just go watch it. It's fun. It's entertaining <laughs> as hell. Yeah, just four hours of your life. That's all you it's, got. It's, in. Seriously, it's it's worth it, I think. It's like a Lord of the Rings watch, okay? Come on. Yeah, it's one Lord of the Rings movie with the extended editions. Um, or, or one and a half without the extended editions. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of games that are basically impossible to spoil, okay. uh, next next on my list, uh, again, a game I think you would agree with, uh, Fallout Shelter. It was the best, highest money grossing mobile game of the year, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, it, it destroyed everyone, which... Shocked the crap out of uh, like everyone, can- Candy Crush, and all those people. Oh, yeah, yeah, just like holy crap, how is this game making so much money? Um, because people are addicted to it. It is, it is unfortunately a very shallow game, like, there's not a whole lot to the gameplay, which yeah, it sucks, but you know, it was basically a lot of the time for me was just like, hey, I got a 15 minute break at work, let me sit out here in a chair and just putz around it's, managing my people. And it's a pooping game, yeah. It's but and it actually is two down on my list as well. Yeah, it's not on your list either. Oh, it is. It's two down. It's it's. Uh, there's one more before that, and then there's Fallout Shelter. I'm gonna delete that right now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a good little game. It was fun to mess with. Uh, I I have not played it in a couple of months now. I think. Uh, yeah. But one of the things that I've always thought about doing is there were people that for a while before Fallout Four came out were doing r- crazy ass experiments with their uh, shelters. And mm-hmm. I was debating on doing one of those. I started doing one uh, okay. with a friend of ours, Colin. Um, sure, sure. Where he 
he was playing it via an Android emulator on his desktop. I did and say. and he opened it up after not playing for like 20 days. So his guy came, like one of those guys in the wasteland had been out in the wasteland for like 20 days and had just this astronomical amount of money and gear and, and he was still alive. Well, because the emulator had been off. Oh, okay. Like the emulator had been shut down. So so when he logged back in, it goes, oh, this is the system clock. Oh, so he's been out for this long and just cut, yeah, generated, wow. and basically generated all of the stuff, which was kind of funny. So we were like, I was like, there's no way that could happen in the real game. Like I, you can't get someone to survive outside of the vault for more than like four days. And so we started this, this thing where basically what I was going to do was I was going to send my one of my best people out of the vault, mm-hmm. ten in every stat, true, with a fat man, okay, and power armor, mm-hmm. of course, a full load of twenty five stim packs, okay, sure, and three rataways because rataways are worthless and don't do anything for the most part, yeah. and they never get used. And my my goal. Was this person was going to go out until they died. Mm-hmm. I was going to pay the money to resurrect them. And let them dividends. No, let them go until they died. Let them go wow. until they die. Let them go until they die. And see if I could get to 26 days. Huh. Unfortunately, while I was in the middle of this experiment, there was a patch for Fallout Shelter, which Aww. basically... Nuke when so, when someone's down to one stim pack or no stim packs and they're less than half health, they will turn around and come back, and you can't uh, you can't force them to go back out. So it completely ruined the experiment. That sucks. But got to four days. Nice, nice. But I had I actually set aside eighty thousand caps, and I was going to see how far I could get with eighty thousand caps. I think I had sent one out for about six days before he finally died. He didn't have ten to reach that. I just had a lot of really lucky rolls and got some really cool gear. Like yeah. he had a rocket launcher and uh, some superpower armor, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next one? I am ready for your next one. Let's go. Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight it is the Metroidvania. It is a very much a Metroidvania game. However, it's a, a really really strange twist. You play. Shovel Knight. Uh, he is Armored Knight who wields a shovel, and you have to avenge your friend the Shield Knight, who has perished at the hands of... I can't remember the knight's name. Long story short, you go, and Mega Man style, you pick a boss, go and beat the crap out of that boss, that boss's level. It's a really... a lot of fun game. I, I Honestly, this is as close to a Super Nintendo game as an actual Super Nintendo game can get. Oh, cool. Really fun, super great game. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's still, it's actually fairly inexpensive, and they're giving basically giving away DLC. Like um, the uh, Plague Knight DLC was given away for free, completely yeah. free, and I was super happy with that because I like DLC that's free. It's it's content that they're like, hey, you know what? Tons of people bought this game. We're rolling in dough. We really don't need the extra money. How about here's some Plague Knight DLC? That's how it. I'm pretty sure that's how it came out. Anyway. Probably. Play it, enjoy it. It's super good. Cool. What's well, next on your list? Next on my list is a game that you are not entirely partial to. Um, okay. But that I had a lot of fun with, and I still want to go back and revisit now that it has been fully released. Trove. And that would be Trove. I didn't hate Trove. It's just, it's hard to articulate 
it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I just, but it's not that I didn't hate it. It's not that I hated it. I just didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I stumbled over my tongue several times. Please continue. You have a tongue. It is there. Yes. <laughs> no, but it's again. If you don't know, it's a quasi Minecraft clone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, but it is more RPG oriented and more combat oriented. Like you run around, you raid dungeons, you get loot, you kill stuff. Like it's, it is a fun, and that that's where the game shines, in my opinion, is the the running around and the combat is a lot of fun. I'd be willing to revisit it now that it's fully released, to be honest with you, because what I played, I did enjoy it. It's just that it didn't have enough to keep me. Yeah. And and there's a ton more classes now. There's, I think, either four or five more classes than when we played it. Nice. That sounds fun. We have to give it another try. Maybe we'll do a dual stream again. Yeah, that would be... We could do that, too. Um, but, yeah, so... Where, where Trove really shines is in its combat and running around. Uh, it does have its own crafty stuff, like Minecraft, where you can build your own. You can build your own world if you make. You can sure. basically you build like a little portal, and it takes you to your own private world, and you can build whatever, and you can invite people to come to it, and all kinds of stuff. The other cool thing that it does is it has like little homesteads, basically, where you can take mm-hmm. over a little plot of land, and it plops a little house down that you can make. But the cool part is if you go to another plot of land and take that plot of land, it'll plop your house down there. So it's kind of, kind of cool. You can build this little stuff. People like to show theirs off. And, you know, I've seen, what did we see? We saw someone made Steve from Minecraft. Someone made link. I think I saw once I saw Mario as well. Yeah. I think I've seen Mario. Mario. Uh, It was like link holding up a Triforce. Yep. We saw, like, yeah, I mean, people have done some really cool creative he stuff. He was not holding the Triforce. He was holding up the child in Legend of Zelda 2. Was he? Do you remember the child? He was holding up the child. No, I don't. I thought it was the, uh, I thought it was a Triforce, but maybe I wasn't paying attention. Oh, my gosh. All right. I would, I would definitely be willing to revisit it and do a dual stream and see, see if we can squeeze some enjoyment out of that. More, more shenanigans? Yeah, all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, Next one for me is Etrian Odyssey Untold to the Fafnir Knight. I mentioned it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. It is an excellent dungeon crawler, but Etrian Odyssey games were literally just dungeon crawlers. You crawl through the dungeon, you the bare bones of a story. However, with the Untold story, Untold game series, they take the previous games and wrap a story in them. And the Fafnir Knight, you are literally turning into a dragon. And your main character is, and it's telling you the story of you're protecting the the person who's trying to free the Adrasil of the World Tree. It's just really entertaining. A great 3DS game. If you have a 3DS, uh, it came out several months ago. I don't know if it's still cheaper or not. I think it's in the $30 range. If you have a 3DS, it's I think it's worth the money. But if you enjoy the dungeon crawlers, especially with the the lower the the bottom screen, you're drawing the map in, and I think that's a lot of fun that you can draw your own map. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, I'm actually out of games that came out in 2015 that I played and enjoyed other than Fallout 4. Well, let's go to your list of games you've just been playing in 2015. This is also going to be a little bit of a curveball. I'm in. Have you heard of the game Sentinels of the Multiverse? I'll be honest, no. All right. It's a <laughs> little, little story for you. It's it's a little, little crazy involved. So Shoot. a while back, there was a Kickstarter for a card game called Sentinels of the Multiverse. Okay. And the, I think I already mentioned it. I it's, that. it's a really cool, interesting card game because basically 
everyone there it's like a bunch of superheroes so imagine like if marvel had like a, a basically a deck for every superhero that they had like that's kind of the idea they actually invented okay. fake comics to quote at the bottom of some of these cards for like these these fake comic book characters it's really funny um but so you have a boss that you would like a group of five people fight against okay and the boss is just a random deck that for each boss each boss has its own weird mechanics which is kind of cool sure. um and then you have five different players and you have you know players of all different types you have tanks you have people who shoot spells you have weird technology people like batman uh i mean they have all kinds of crazy mechanics in the game well okay. they took this card game and they made a digital version of it okay and the digital version of it actually ends up being a little better than the card game hmm. because you don't have to do any fucking math <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's a pain in the ass when you're spending like this whole time like oh this person takes 10 damage oh now they've taken 20 and you're like you're, you're moving all these yeah, little yeah. chips around and, to track the you know like 500 hit points that some of these bosses have it's magic gathering without the, the headache yeah and that's the cool part is that the, it does it all for you but the interesting thing is recently they actually started doing beta for the multiplayer. And now I think it's fully multiplayer. Like it was just single player. So it was right. kind of cool. You could play the card game by yourself to figure out mechanics and figure out what champions you like or don't like. Nice. But what's funny is that some of my friend who actually owns the card game and I've played the card game at his house several times, like he prefers the tablet version of the game to the card nice. game now. Nice. So like he literally wants everyone to buy it on their tablet. So we can That's sit awesome. around his dining room table and play the card game multiplayer on the LAN. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's but but it is a fun little card game. I I don't remember how much on it is on. I, I'd say it's like twenty bucks on Steam. I think they do like little five dollar boosters of like group packages of five champions or something like that. Um, but you can get a lot of mileage out of out of just like the first champions out of the box. Uh, but it's again, it's a fun little game. It's got some really crazy mechanics. The tutorial is really good and teaches you how to play the game really well. But it is currently fifteen dollars, and the packs range from two to five. Yeah, and there should be several because I mean, there's there are like fifty champions I yeah. think in the actual card game. Yep, from what I'm saying, there's there's a lot of packs. Currently, it looks like there's seven. Not including the soundtracks. Yeah, it's but like I said, it's it's a fun game. The mechanics are really solid for a card game, and it's basically just a digital card game. Nice. That's pretty awesome. All right, I got three more, and then I'm tapped out. My next one though is Killing Floor Two. If you're not familiar, uh, Killing Floor and Killing Floor Two are um, wave-based uh, first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with wave-based shooters? Yes. Most people are probably going to be familiar with these from, I would assume, Call of Duty Nazi Zombies. Essentially. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's, it's horde mode in uh, yeah. in Call of Duty. So you, you have waves of enemies that come at you, and Killing Floor is essentially the world has gone to utter shit. Post-apocalypse, zombies everywhere, and various other things that have been churned out with experiments. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Funnily enough, the uh, the main villain in Killing Floor 2 is a uh, German doctor who has experimented on everything, including himself. Oh, weird. Yeah, kind of funny. Um, but it's it's still in technically in beta, and it's not 
really released yet, but it's still really, really, really polished for a beta game. They're adding more features, which seems like monthly, and I don't think it'll actually be technically released until next year. But it's really entertaining. It, currently, it's actually on sale for twenty dollars and nine cents. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a full retail game. I paid. Uh, I paid into the beta, and I think it was like fifteen bucks at the time. Nice. And it was worth it. I think. Cool. So I only have one left on my list. So if you still have a couple more, I got two more. Um, okay. do I'll, I'll do my next one, and then we'll alternate. Okay. Far Cry Four. If you haven't played the Far Cry series, it is utterly fantastic. If you enjoy first-person shooters, yeah. see the original Far Cry was just ridiculous, silly, over the top, and just really pretty. Which was the entire thing is that they touted it was really, really pretty. Yeah, it was for a very long time the like benchmark by which you you tested your graphics card. Yeah, and then Crisis came out and started fucking graphics cards like it was owed money. Yeah, uh, Far Cry Two um, took Far Cry and moved it instead of on a, a an island they moved it to Africa and they made it a an open world game and it actually worked out really well it needed some ironing out with mechanics but it's it was a good premise to start from far cry 3 took it and put a really great story to it, mm-hmm. it if you haven't played far cry 3 that was pro- that's probably where I'd start the series it took the ideas in far cry 1 and 2 and built upon them and made far cry 3 it's not perfect but it's really fun Far Cry 4 is that pinnacle of that series, I think. It Mm -hmm. took all of the ideas from 1 through 3 and built on everything and made it fantastic. I think that Far Cry 4 is definitely, if not, it's contending for the title of Game of the Year for me. Nice, nice. Which is That's very high praise. That's high praise. It is. I I am very difficult to please with games. And I know you were avoiding it like the plague for spoilers and and you don't want your... your, uh, you don't want your hopes dashed by by the upcoming Far Cry, Far Cry game. I'm looking forward to it. Far Cry Primal looks amazing. It, like, it, from the screenshots I've seen, it looks gorgeous, and I'm looking yeah. forward to it. But I, with any game, I avoid spoilers like that. Yeah. Like, and, and if you don't know, basically, so Far Cry Four open box open world sandbox game where you get you can run around, you hunt, you do all this craziness. Far Cry Primal, and this is the entirely the reason it is so interesting to me, is it's an open world sandbox game set in the Stone Ages. Yes, it, and it so looks there's like saber tooth tigers and woolly mammoths, and like it's basically a big tribal war between Stone Age people. There's no guns; it's all spears and and craziness, yep. Stone Age weaponry, and that's awesome if they can pull off the melee combat well. I hope so. I hope so. I've seen melee combat done well in first-person games, and I'm hoping that they mimic that style. Yes, but like I'm, that's actually the first Fall or Far Cry game that I've actually been excited for. Like most of them, have been kind of like, oh hey, that looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, oh, hey, yeah, that that looks okay. But and this you is like, better into it, but this is one you have to own, right? Yeah. This is one that I've already debated on pre-ordering, even though it doesn't come out until March. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait for it to go on sale. Be strong. Because you know it'll launch at like you know 10% off or something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. Do you want to go last or do you, you want to go last? I'll go order. first because mine's... Okay. <sighs> mine is actually an, not really an older game, but kind of an older game at this point. All right. 
one of the most fun games I have played and have enjoyed in 2015 has been League of Legends. Of course. It, it, I have it to. Not like, be a surprise, folks. It, it should not. Like, and part of it is playing the game itself. Playing the game is fun, especially since I, I actually normally don't play the standard game. Like the normal mode, like which is called Summoner's Rift, I don't play. I play this weird, it's called ARAM, all random, all, all mid, where you just, you randomly get assigned a champion. Yep. And, and then you just get thrown into the space where all it is is constant five on five fights. And it's, I play. It's literally an excuse for team battles. Yeah. And, and I, I literally always play with friends. So it's, it's a very fun experience playing with other people and just goofing off and talking smack, even though we have no business talking smack. Um, but what makes League of Legends better for me is professional esports and i i right now look forward to north american lcs more than i look forward to nfl that's impressive i know how much like, you love the eagles i do not well and part of it you know it doesn't help that the eagles have been playing like crap this year but and they essentially quit on chip kelly but that's not the point i have not cared about this season the nfl like week one i was like meh i'll watch week Steve's- two week two i i don't think i watched like i, I watched it later but it was just like i was not in a hurry but yeah. like right now they Steve actually turned into a browns fan huh you turned into a browns fan no not really like it's, <laughs> it's, and, and and i still love the Eagles. i still i the only game i intentionally avoided was the patriots game because i'm boycotting the patriots because they cheat i don't blame um, you one bit yeah and we play the bills this weekend yep and yep. LaShawn yep. mccoy is talking smack well it's LaShawn mccoy you gotta expect that yeah this turned into an nfl cast really quick league of legends yeah but yeah league of legends we like they announced a format change for next season for North America and Europe, which they have needed for like two years. Um, they were basically trying to protect these two f- franchises kind of. Um, but basically the way they were doing it was the way it works right now and the way it will work in what is referred to as the spring split. So the start of the season in like February through, I guess it'll be through April. It's about 10 weeks normally. Um, But each team plays two games a weekend. They play a game on Saturday. Well, in in Europe, they play a game on Thursday, a game on Friday. In North America, they play a game on Saturday, a game on Sunday. Because they think that fans want to be able to see both North America and Europe, and they don't want them to crowd over each other. I can see that. Uh, So they play – they only end up playing – 20 games or well, 18 games because they play there's 10 teams so they play 18 games a season which sounds you know if you think about normal sports that sounds fine yeah, yeah. you go to your go to china or korea they play best of three every weekend jesus so they play 45 games in the same amount of time that north america and europe play 18 so it's really just a soccer match for them well so when you get to world competitions like the world championships, North America and Europe get crushed by China and Korea well, yeah. because they play less games. Like sure. that's been people's arguments for a really long time now. 
you know, why can't we have best of three? So, and this will this will crack you up a little bit too. Um, right. The so the format change isn't coming in the spring, which is the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Then there's the summer split, and you combine those two to see who goes to Worlds. Basically, uh, the spring split will be exactly the same. It's going to be ten teams, two games per weekend, and everyone playing eighteen games. The summer split is when the format change hits. And Europe will be following a format that's used by one of the Chinese leagues where they play best of two series. All right. So if you're familiar with European soccer, they do this a lot. Well, they'll play best of two and they'll have aggregate points. Mm -hmm. There's no aggregate points in League of Legends. So basically, if you win two games, you get three points. Makes sense. If each team wins one game, it's a tie. Each team gets one point. Okay. Makes sense. If you lose both games, you get zero points, whatever. And that's how they calculate whatever. In North America, they're doing best of threes. And the reason that they've stipulated that there is this difference is because in North American culture, we do not accept ties. Like we, in our culture, someone has to win. We we are culturally unaccepting of ties. We're in Europe because of football and like all of their, their other sports ties happen like they they're like oh yeah we can sure, we, sure. we split two games there it's a tie whatever it, it's a tie no one cares but in america someone has to win so in north america it's a best of three and they yeah. literally in their press statement said something along those lines of like in europe it's going to be best of two because they, they, culturally they will they are willing to accept a tie and yeah. north america would be a best of three because culturally someone has to win <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, well, hockey. Well, no, that's a more Canadian sport. Oh, well, soccer speed. No, that's more of a European. And, uh, but and, and in hockey, sport. there are no ties. In the yeah. NHL, you cannot have a tie game. It goes to a shootout. Someone must win. Mm, yeah, but what about NFL, where there are ties? Only if both teams suck. Yeah, I'm looking at you, McNabb. Yeah. I was. I was <laughs> I was thinking more of the Carolina Panthers from last year. Oh, I'm always going to make fun of McNabb for that, where he basically said after the game where they tied once that he didn't even know that you could tie in the NFL. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. We got so, one more game. Your, your last game, now that I've gone on my little I, I, League I've, of Legends rant. I, I absolutely accept that. I mean, I went on a pretty good rant for Far Cry 4. Okay. This is has been... How familiar are you with Studio Ghibli? I am very familiar with Studio Ghibli. And do you have I'm, a PlayStation 3? I do not have a PlayStation 3. That's a shame, because you're missing out on one of my favorite games of all time. Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. It is an amazing, breathtaking RPG created by Hayao Miyazaki of Studio Ghibli. And it is... I can't wait for Nino Kuni too. In fact, I want to buy a PS4 specifically for Nino Kuni 2. Mm-hmm. It is an awesome game about a young boy named... Oh, God, I can't remember his name. I just took a brain shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oliver is his name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oliver and Mr. Drippy. So essentially, uh, Oliver is just a young boy growing up in a regular town. He ends up... He and his buddy end up making a go-kart. And 
the go kart. He goes go kart racing down the hill and ends up, you know, there's a hill with a little river just to the left of him, and he ends up tanking the car into the river. His mom comes by, ends up running in, jumping in, swimming out to save him, comes out, and the poor lady has a heart attack and dies. No! Which, if you're familiar with Studio Ghibli, this is not an uncommon occurrence. Somebody always dies in his films. Mm. So, the entire thing is that there's two worlds. There's our world, the regular real world, and there's the, the magical world that mirrors our own. And the concept is that you have a soulmate in this world. And so Ollie is on a quest of Mr. Drippy, his little fairy king companion. I know it sounds weird, but just bear Wait, with me here. Are, are you saying Mr. Drippy? Yes. Like, bear with like me. Dripping off, plop, plop, plop. Yep, yep. Bear okay. with me. I just want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. He's got a hook nose, and from that hook nose is a little lantern, which seems to be dripping off of his nose. Hence, Mr. Drippy. Anyway. So the, the entire concept is that Oliver has to go into the mirror world in order to save his mom, whose soulmate is still alive, but has been captured by the evil queen, the White Witch. So he is the only one, the pure-hearted one, and he is the only one prophesized to be able to save the magical kingdom. It is an epic tale that will take you a very long time to complete. I actually have never completed it, but I have so much fun playing it. I want to complete it. I just, I rarely have the time with all everything else that I need to devote time to. I highly recommend it. You can probably find it fairly cheap on Amazon. It's a PS3 game. Go play it. If you have PS3, you'd be doing yourself a disservice to not play it. Is there a DS version of that game? Didn't didn't they do I, a DS game or is it a 3DS game? I don't know. I don't I feel like we need to look this up because I don't I, know. There, there I, is a DS version, it looks like. Dude, that's sure where I've heard of the game. I've I've heard of it as a DS game, not as a it PlayStation 3 game. Like, uh, it was originally developed by Level 5 Studios. Uh, the Dominion of the Dark Jinn was released on Nintendo DS. It is an enhanced version. Enhanced version of the game was released in Japan on PlayStation 3. So the original game was a DS game, but the much more enhanced version is PlayStation 3. I highly recommend playing the PlayStation 3 version. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised you hadn't uh, heard of... I had, I had no idea it existed. I just I The first thing I saw was like, I own a PlayStation 3, I was looking around at GameStop, and I was like, Studio Ghibli? This yeah. is mine now. Yeah. Well, and that's what's funny. Is like, I, that's where I've, I never knew there was a PlayStation 3 game. I knew there was a DS game. So I learned something new today, too. I was literally hunting through GameStop. I saw this, and I literally walked to the counters, put the money, put the game down on the counter, and threw money to the clerk. <laughs> Here's forty dollars. Give me my game, please. I was gonna say, did the clerk start taking their clothes off? No. Wow, that's a shame. I wouldn't have wanted it anyway. <laughs> well, Rather large, rotund gentleman. I didn't want to. Anyway, point is, if you have a PlayStation Three or a Nintendo DS, apparently, please play it. It is an amazing. Breathtaking experience, especially if you're a fan of Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki. Indeed, indeed. Is there anything and, else you want to talk about? And if you're not, you should be, because yes. Miyazaki's films are amazing. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. If you're going to check out anything, uh, always Princess Mononoke. Yep. Um, I would Spirited also away. recommend Spirited Away, uh, which is infinitely cooler if you know anything about Shinto mythology. Yep. Because that whole movie is Shinto mythology. Mm-hmm. Like every mm-hmm. single character of that movie has some kind of what we would call folk tale or fairy yep. tale about them in Shinto mythology. Yeah. It's God. Everything he does is awesome. The Howl's Moving Castle is out. 
That's still great. Kiki's Not- delivery service is just a fun little tale. Yeah. Nasuka. My neighbor Totoro. Nasuka in the Valley of the Wind. Yeah. Castle Cagliostro. But if you are unfamiliar with Hideo Miyazaki, he is Japan's Walt Disney. Essentially. Except, it's, you know, without the racism. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, but no. <laughs> but Miyazaki, he, he was not getting enough exposure in the West. So Disney actually bought the rights to distribute his stuff in North America. And he blew up over here. But his his movies are totally worth seeing. I think the original uh, one they purchased was My Neighbor Totoro, wasn't it? No, they... they uh, Princess Mononoke came out in theaters here, and then okay. so did Spirited Away. Um, and I think Mononoke actually has Billy Bob Thornton as an American voice actor in it for the uh, dubbed version, which is kind of funny. Hmm. It's either Mononoke or Spirited Away has Billy Bob Thornton, and it's really funny to hear because you're like, wait, what? I know that voice, and that's really weird. Is and that Sling Blade? <laughs> <laughs> And that was back when he was uh, banging Angelita Jolie too. So it's kind of fun, even funnier at that point. God, that that blood locket thing is just really fucking creepy. Still, remember that shit? Yep. It's fucking weird. There's some is. weird people, man. Yes, there are. All right. Um, I guess as a quick last thing we could do, is there anything you're super looking forward to that's supposed to come out in 2016? I haven't even given it much thought, honestly. I've just been my entire life has been consumed by Fallout Four. <laughs> so all of the Fallout Four DLC is what you're telling me right now. Yeah, that too. I mean, of course, Far Cry Primal. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's just that's going to be a thing. Is there a new Bioshock coming out? I thought there was. Maybe. So there's two games that I'm interested in and kind of not really looking forward to but they pique my curiosity and it'll be interesting to see one if they come out in 2016 which i don't think either is going to go on Um, and they're both sequels which makes them interesting the first one very recently announced system shock 3 they're making a third system shock game oh you have my interest i mean you had my interest now you have my attention and uh, Almost nothing is known about the game, just that it is going to be a sequel to System Shock 2, obviously. Um, But yeah, so they actually just recently did basically a uh, HD upgrade to System Shock 2. And actually, no, I think it was an HD upgrade to the original System Shock. Yes. Just came out recently. Um, It was excellent. It it is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, So... So that yeah, that's that's interesting. And then the other one is that Double Fine is currently in the process of crowd crowdfunding Psychonauts two. Yeah. Which Psychonauts, there's a reason people still play it after yeah. like ten years. Like it's it's actually a really decent game. I'm I I have not rushed off to crowdfund this one, but I am yeah. curious to see how Psychonauts two turns out. Because they're trying to make a triple A game through crowdfunding, and I don't know how that's going to work. Wasteland 2 did it. Wasteland 2 is not a triple A game. It's very, very close. Meh. I still wouldn't call it a triple A game. Okay. Okay. Well, they are ruining the industry after all. Yes. But callback. The the original Psychonauts got multiple millions of dollars as a but in its budget. And sure, sure. And Basically, 
speaking of of uh, wastelands, so Tim Schafer and Brian Fargo yep. got together and started a new crowdfunding site called Fig, like the what? fruit, just for video games, basically because they want the money. Because okay. you well, know, yeah, obviously, Kickstarter gets a cut of everything. So if they make one that's especially for for games and stuff, they get a cut of the money of everyone's game. Like it's which it's a very smart business idea, but yeah. So basically they're exclusively doing, I think all of their own games from now on, on this service, which makes yeah. sense. Uh, so, but yeah, so to kick it, kick off fig, they psychonauts two and threw that out there. I, I'm going to say this because I, I have a friend who absolutely fucking loathes everything about crowdfunding. Blake Woods, you're going to flip your shit over fig. I'm going to tell you about it later. Psychonauts might be the only game on Fig. Gee, what a surprise. Anyway. Because if you go to Fig, it's the first thing that pops up. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to wrap up with? No. I, I think we're I think we're pretty exhaustive on this for us. Yes. Um, it's been a pretty please broad topic. Let us know what your favorite games of 2015 yes. are. Yes. Please email us. You can find us at podcast at loadedcardgaming.com. If you want to email myself individually, I am Paul at loadedcardgaming.com. If you want to hit Dan, I am chop at loadedcardgaming.com. But something real quick. We ah. actually have a live viewer. No who, shit. Who is going by the name Hops and Heroes. Yep. And is. they chimed in and said that Fig is only doing one project at a time. And if you haven't listened uh hops in here is actually a podcast by our special guest host drew he and his yeah. uh, girlfriend bailey have started hops and heroes nice nice well hello drew thank you for chiming in that's that's good to know because i don't know very much about fig uh only that you know basically brian fargo and tim schaefer kind of are behind the whole big thing and i'm just surprised both of them but it, it is an interesting twist on crowdfunding um which is there. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a thing. That is a thing, in fact. Yay, crowdfunding. All, right. All right. To wrap up, uh, this just a lot of the games on these lists, I highly recommend playing. Most of them are actually pretty inexpensive. Um, I don't know about Dan's list, but I know most of mine retail for under 10 bucks. Uh, um, mine are all over the place. Uh, yeah, I want to say I want to say Life is Strange, probably twenty to twenty five dollars is full price for it. Yeah. Heroes of the Storm, technically free. It's one hundred percent free if you don't pay a dime for any of the skins. Exactly. Same thing with League of Legends. Yep. Same thing with League of Legends. Uh, Fallout Shelter, free. Absolutely free. Trove, I don't know. I actually haven't looked at it. I it think started out I free. think it's free to play, but you probably it probably has in-game currency to play in the store, and you can also probably buy starter packs, which include certain classes and whatever. Very um, likely. Sentinels in the multiverse, I think we discussed earlier. You said it was what, twenty or fifteen? It was fourteen ninety-nine. The packs range from anywhere between two and five dollars. Yeah. And of course, all of these games you could probably find on Steam for sale during the spring sale that's, you know, a yep. couple of months from now. With the exception of Veteran Odyssey and Inokuni. Those are their respective consoles only. Sure. Silly console gamer. I have to throw that out there. I've I've basically sworn off consoles for the most part because uh I I hate having to buy a new console every like four years. I understand entirely. All right. Wrapping up. Um 
can find me at YouTube. Go, go to Facebook.com slash What's Pop Playing Today. You can find Dan. Yep. You can find me at, uh, usually at Twitch, uh, at Chop the Viking when I'm playing. Yeah. Um, a lot of our links will be down below They'll eventually be when, I, when I get them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hoping to have the first episode of the podcast up tomorrow. Um, That'll be and then, and then it's a matter of just kind of copying and pasting and getting everything formatted for the next couple. And then we go from there. All right. Uh, to you next time. Uh, I believe that'll be the Fallout cast. Next one up. Uh, it'll be... There's a, We have always done the Fallout special. It's just me and Dan. We are very much looking forward to having Tyler and Dave of Tyler and Dave Play All Games, otherwise known as Tadpog, on to discuss more Fallout 4. They've done three episodes for themselves, and they still want to talk about it more, and they've been gracious enough to accept our invitation. If you want to check them out, it's Tadpog.com. If you want to check out Hops and Heroes, I don't know if they have a website, but they are on iTunes and Stitcher. Check them out. It's good stuff. Um, seriously, if you want to check us out, uh, you can go to our stuff on iTunes and Stitcher, I assume? Um, it will be. Uh, it'll be primarily on LoadedCardGaming.com at first, yes. but then I will be attempting to, over the weekend, get it submitted to iTunes and Stitcher so that it will be out on Monday. We're still working on LoadedCardGaming.com. Please be gentle with your feedback. We appreciate any feedback that you have, however. Hobson Hero uh, says we do. Um, yes. I don't know if that means that we do have our own site or if we do on iTunes. So their podcast is on Podbean and they are at hopsandheroes.podbean.com. I will be checking that out. Yes. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. The episode four just dropped today, actually. So without further ado, if you got nothing else, all I got is more box wine. Perfect. Here's some smooth jazz to play you out. Pour some wine out of the box. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Out of a Homer Simpson mug. I see. Mm-hmm. You keep it classic. If you don't do anything, you'll never make never mistakes. Make mistakes. <laughs> I'm going to go murder my cat. <laughs> That's going to be the sticker, isn't it? Yeah, definitely haven't hit stop yet. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to go fucking kill my cat.